Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You listen to Green. Green. You might turn red. red. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I'm on Twitter at the Roy Green Show and emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Listen back to any segment that we air on the Roy Green Show page on the websites of the radio stations, chorus radio stations that carry this program. Controversy over the federal government legalizing marijuana consumption recreationally by next summer this week. Uh, Premier of Manitoba, Brian Pallister, has urged legalizing should be put back a year and he worries about how safe our roads will be as far as education for marijuana consumers and driving is concerned. Premier Pallister is supported by Saskatchewan Premier Brad Wall. And uh, Alberta Premier Rachel Notley is in favor of next year being the timeline for legalizing marijuana, although she has said she may join Premiers Pallister and Wall. Others argue the message of don't consume marijuana and drive has saturated the population of this country and that it's about time that the legislation was passed because it's been debated long enough. Joining us on the program is um, is Mr. Ed Wood. He's the founder of Driving Under the Influence of Drugs, Victim Voices. And uh, you can find them at um, duidvictimvoices.org, duidvictimvoices.org. Ed, thank you very much for the time. The main reason for... The existence of your group is the concern that people will drive under the influence of drugs once this law is passed, if not enough time for education of the public takes place. Is that correct? Well, that's close. We have a DUID problem, whether or not marijuana is legalized. We have problems right now in uh, Canada and the United States. Uh, It's not legalized in Canada. It is in parts of the U.S., it turns out that uh, the two greatest causes of DUI are really alcohol and polydrug impairment. Impairment by marijuana alone is actually a distant third. But legalization of marijuana can indeed make it more difficult to pass appropriate legislation to protect the public. What's happened in Colorado that it struck your family directly? You lost your son to... Uh, I did, indeed. Uh, I won't spend and condolences to you and your family. Yeah. Thank, thank you very much. That's... Uh, something that no parent should have to go through, no. but, uh, but, but we've done so. Well, uh, my son was actually not living in, in uh, Colorado. He was living in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia at the time. Uh, he and his wife were living there, were going down to stay in a home owned by her parents' family in Whidbey Island in the state of Washington when they were killed by drivers impaired by marijuana, methamphetamine, and heroin. And I learned during that process that the laws that are in place to deal with DUI caused by alcohol just do not work effectively for DUI drugs. 
And that was really why I wrote this dissent letter to the Prime Minister and the Premiers on the law C-46 that is before Parliament right now. C-45, as you know, it deals with legalizing marijuana, but C-46 just deals with amending the uh, operating while impaired laws in, in uh, Canada. And unfortunately, the uh, draft of C-46 perpetuates the myth that blood levels of Delta 9 THC, which is a psychoactive component of marijuana, correlate with levels of impairment. And that is just not true at all. So they're trying to draw a straight line between alcohol impairment and marijuana impairment. Correct. And it turns out that marijuana is so unlike alcohol, chemically, biologically, and metabolically, that it is truly irrational, Roy, to use a prescribed per se level for marijuana's Delta 9 THC as has been done successfully for alcohol. All right, let me get you to hold on, Ed Wood. We'll come back. We're going to talk more with Ed Wood about the issue of driving under the influence of drugs and what, in fact, does happen and why the straight line between alcohol impairment and drug impairment is not valid. Don't go away. Roy Green isn't afraid to poke the bear. The bigger the bear, the bigger the poke. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Next hour, Warren uh, Rodwell will be joining us from Australia. He was kidnapped and held captive by the ISIS-associated terror group Abu Sayyaf in the Philippines. He was there for 472 days, the same terror group which abducted, tortured, and beheaded Canadians Robert Hall and John Ridsdale. Warren Rodwell um, did have his government, the Australian government, get involved and over the 472 days was able to arrange what turned out to be about a $100,000 ransom, after which Abu Sayyaf released Warren Rodwell, claiming they'd been paid room and board. Mr. Rodwell has never communicated with any members of the Robert Hall or John Ridsdale, or at least not Robert Hall's family, until uh, we introduce them to each other. And Mr. Rodwell accuses Justin Trudeau of empty chest thumping over the deaths of the two Canadians. Mr. Rodwell will be with us, Dr. Bob East, researcher from Australia who wrote 472 Days Captive of the Abu Sayyaf, the survival of Australian Warren Rodwell. He'll be with us from Australia as well. Bernice Thomas, the sister of Robert Hall, and Gord Bibby, the cousin of Robert Hall. They spent some time with us recently on the program. They will be here as well. And we're going to talk about what happened with Mr. Rodwell and why the same wasn't accomplished for um, Robert Hall and John Ridsdale. Back to the issue of... D-U-I-D, Victim Voices, Driving Under the Influence, Victim Voices, with Ed Wood. He's the founder. It's a North America-wide organization. And they're arguing against this country introducing the marijuana legislation next year because the position is that C-46, the legislation which is supposed to amend the impaired driving laws, doesn't, that bill doesn't address the issue as, as it should and, uh, Ed, we were just, uh, before the break, we were talking about some of the things that C-46 is supposed to address. And you're North America-wide. You're also in association with a Vancouver group. He dropped. He dropped. Oh. 
So I'm talking to nobody. So our phone system just decided it was going to get rid of uh, Mr. Wood, so let's call him back. But this Canada bill, the Canada's Bill C-46, is supposed to address the DUI legislation with graduated penalties corresponding to the THC levels in the blood. And uh, criminal prosecution for very high levels of THC are supposed to take place. And still the DOID Victim Voices considers this not to be sufficiently effective. So I see that. So let's get Mr. Wood back on the show. Ed, thank you for for staying with us. Yeah. So I was just saying Canada's uh, C-46 is supported to address, supposed to address, the issue of DUI legislation with graduated penalties, which correspond to the THC levels in the blood, and also uh, provide for criminal prosecution if those THC levels are very high. But that still doesn't meet the requirements that, that you say this legislation or this initiative has to meet. The criminal penalties proposed are fine. I have no concern with that. Uh, I do want to cover in the time remaining uh, a couple of key points. One is the, the folly of using blood THC levels to define the level of impairment of the driver. And secondly, the danger that this poses to the victims of DUI. First of all, the folly. Alcohol leaves the body linearly and at a very slow and predictable rate, and that's not true with THC. In fact, recent studies have shown that within the first 25 minutes after beginning to smoke a joint, the peak levels of THC drop 73%. So whatever you find with the forensic laboratory tests of THC, that will tell you absolutely nothing about the level of THC at the time of the incident. Secondly, levels of alcohol in blood are similar to the levels in the brain. That's just not true with THC. So even if we did know what the level of THC was at the time of a crash, let's say, that would tell us absolutely nothing about the level of THC in the brain. So they haven't done their homework on this piece of legislation. Well, this is not lack of homework. This is a matter of biology. The the problem is that THC is fat-soluble. It just does not behave like alcohol at all. And you cannot change science. You can't change chemistry. No, no, I'm saying this legislation, the bill C-46... It, it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. It does not at all. In fact, it's worse than that. The, the uh, People need to understand that there is a difference between OWI and OWI per se, and that's baked into the law that uh, you currently have and the one that's being proposed. OWI being? Uh, operating while impaired. The, the uh, Canadian version, DUID, is, uh, is a, a U.S. version. There's OVI, DWI, lots of different terminology. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but the point is, per se, is different than DUI. Just reading from the Canadian law, it says that uh, it is you commit an offense if you operate a conveyance while a person's ability to operate it is impaired to any degree mm-hmm. by alcohol or drug and so forth. A totally separate offense is that if the driver has within two hours after ceasing to operate the conveyance a blood alcohol concentration equal to or exceeding 80 milligrams. Those are two different uh, different uh, citations. So now, what's the what's the what's the, the answer? What's the fundamental approach that has to change? Well, the fundamental approach is, is to go towards a tandem per se approach. But let me describe what the downside is first before I get to the answer. Could you tell us what per se means? Per se means that you are guilty just by virtue of, 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 of the law itself. If your, your, your drug level shows that you are above 80 milligrams of alcohol and 100 milligrams of, of blood, you are guilty. Mm-hmm. End of message, okay. per se. Okay. And, and the nice thing about it is it's very, very clear and unambiguous. That's why people like it. With the alcohol. 
with alcohol. The, the, the problem is that if you are above that level, you're guilty. That's right. Mm-hmm. If you're below that level, you're innocent. And that is a problem with THC per se laws. Seventy percent of the stoned drivers currently being tested for THC in their blood test below the government-recommended 5-nanogram level. Seventy percent of those people. Now, that may be okay to let them off. However, many of those people also are guilty of killing or maiming innocent victims. And to let them off of a criminal conviction is just not just. That is the fundamental problem. How do you change public attitude? It took a long time for the alcohol message to get through. And some people, it obviously still hasn't. And the legislation in this country, if you kill someone uh, under the influence of alcohol, and you're well above the .08 level, I mean, you could be triple that, quadruple that, and you may kill three or four people in the most horrific way possible, you're still only going to get three or four years in prison. And that means you're going to spend about a year and a half. Not a massive deterrent. So what do you do to change the uh, the the outlook. What do you do to to affect positively, appropriately, the mindset of people who are going to use this stuff recreationally because by law it's going to be allowed, right. and then persuade them to not get in their vehicle and not drive. I know it has to be backed up by legislation, but there has to be. It's a two part com- issue, it, isn't it, it? It's education. It's public pressure. It's. Uh, Right now, you've got people that are saying, I drive better when I'm stoned. That is factually, I've heard that. That is factually incorrect and has been proven time and time again. We need to overcome that to begin with before we can even start to convince people that this is just socially an unacceptable approach. It used to be that we had the approach, to, uh, the belief that I, I drove better with a few beers under my belt. Mm-hmm. That no longer is the case. People don't believe that or say that any longer. But it took decades for that to occur. We're going to have decades of deaths before that changes uh, with respect to drugs, I'm afraid. What do you want people to do, Ed? Uh, po- politicians and political parties make promises and commitments during campaigns. Correct. They're reminded of these promises and commitments while they're in office. The closer they get to the end of their term, the more the pressure they feel to pass the legislation that meets the promise that they, 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 they provided. And this whole issue about legalizing marijuana has been one that's floated around for so many years. In the 1950s, I have a, a, a recording of Lenny Bruce in the 1950s in Berkeley saying, marijuana is going to be legal in 10 years. And you want to know why? Because all the law students are smoking it now. So that was 1950. <laughs> and it took 60 years for it to change. <laughs> Well, you know, one of the promises that uh, Prime Minister Trudeau made was that when we do legalize marijuana in Canada, that uh, drivers and the public will be protected. That's just not the case with C-46. Don't just look at the first promise, look at the second promise, too. Per se standards should not be set to accommodate drug addicts at the expense of the public. It just shouldn't happen. So you agree with uh, Premier Pallister and Premier Wall is one year enough? Uh, is it ever, are we going to, ever going to get to the point where you quite appropriately and quite correctly believe we need to be? I don't know if we're ever going to get there, quite frankly. Um, I, I'm, uh, I am not a proponent of marijuana legalization, but as I say, DUID uh, is a separate issue from legalization mm-hmm. for, for many different reasons. All right. I will ask our callers to go to DUIDvictimvoices.org. D-U-I-D, victimvoices.org, and you are associated with a Canadian organization out of Vancouver, are you not? I am indeed, yeah. And they support? They, they, they support what we've said. Uh, they, they, uh, I uh, 
I, I appreciate and, and recognize what, what they're doing and trying to uh, uh, move activism against the legalization of marijuana. Uh, that's not really what my issue is. My issue is uh, driving an influence of drugs. Have you heard back from the prime minister or anyone in Canada's parliament? I, I have from the prime minister. He has uh, submitted this to two of his ministers for consideration. All right. I guess we'll hear more about it and we'll talk again. Hope Ed, so. thank you so much for the time today. Thanks for your time. There's uh, Ed Wood on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network, D-U-I-D, victim.org. Uh, so it's important because you know what we're going to be hearing. We'll hear it in the news. It is going to happen. Use common sense. When we come back, we've talked a lot over the last several months about the issue of chronic pain. So I'm going to pull back a little bit on it, on the issue, not because it isn't important, not because it isn't critical, and it is. Nothing's changed to make it less critical than it was last week. We've just covered it a great deal of time, and, we, and we've spoken to people who are in tremendous difficulty, and we're going to continue to talk to people for a brief period of time, uh, maybe on a weekly basis, maybe a biweekly basis, and then do larger programming uh, at, at other times, because this issue has to be addressed. It has to change. Erica Meshbesher, it's on both sides of the border, will join us from Minnesota. Wait till you hear her story.